Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. So I don't know about you, Brooke, but I certainly feel like I've uh, been working out more in the past week and a half than I, I feel like I have in a long time. Uh, yesterday, I worked out three different times. I started <laughs> off with the dance party in the morning. Mm-hmm. Then I hiked the dogs. And mm-hmm. normally that would be like record-breaking exercise for me <laughs> just in general. And then my new neighbor is a personal trainer and then had us all meet, all of us who live in the new um, area, uh, come meet in the lawn at 6 p.m. It was almost an order. It was hilarious. And wow. she had cones laid out on the lawn so that we were all in our space six feet away from each other. And then we worked out for an hour and my abs, uh, they hurt. So I'm I'm trying to get pandemic abs, you know. Totally, absolutely. Um, I just feel like we're all going to emerge uh, a little tighter, a little weirder, <laughs> a little healthier. <laughs> like I'm going to look my best, but not go near anyone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can look at this from afar, motherfucker. Is how I feel about it. <laughs> You're going to have to show me your paperwork. Well, okay, guys, welcome to Sidework Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Wallace. I'm your host, Brooke Van Poplin. And here we are, um, not together. No, not together, but we're we're looking at each other through the Zoom platform. Yeah, we're zooming it up. We figured it out. Um, yep. Turns out we have Brian is a genius um, and figured out how we can talk to each other and record it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he just I, gave me honestly, like a very modest like, I'm not a genius. Like, Oh, he is. He is. This is we're we're going places. We're going places, you know, with this new with this new world and reality um but it is yeah no I, I i like that uh we sound really good <laughs> absolutely that's important we're using our microphones correctly for the first time turns out so absolutely whoopsies. um so you guys just changing things up because we know that the service industry has come to a crashing halt um in a not a you know super padded way to say it. So we just wanted to start a new segment at the top of the show to basically just let you guys know um, different information about advocacy groups, you know, whether it's a fund um, or a project that you guys can um, put your eyes on if you need relief. Um, First and foremost, we just want to talk about the big um, relief package that is being passed or maybe at this point has been passed by Congress and signed and is starting to get going. as far as we've, as we've researched, and according to Grubhub, like you guys, especially as servers, making a low wage will also benefit from this. Um, so please do your research and because you do qualify. I mean, it's like self-employed. It's people who make 2 13 an hour and maybe don't pay as much into like unemployment, but just know that you will receive benefits. 
Yeah, uh, I think there's that part. And, you know, for anyone, uh, I just heard on NPR that 3 million people have successfully registered for unemployment. Uh, You you know, granted, I know the um, server (laughs) keeps collapsing amidst just the influx of newly unemployed people. But if this is applicable to you as well, um, it's you know, I've had to do it before. It's, uh, it's just time consuming. That's the best way to put it. It's, it's user-friendly for the most part, has some annoying hoops. You have to kind of continue to jump through, but, um, you will be able to walk through it and navigate it. And it's just more about be ready, maybe make a stiff drink, um, and just be patient because. Yeah. um, And just be aware, you know, your employer should be able to do things, um, on your behalf as well. And specifically, you know, to quote this Grub Street, article just says the many many restaurant workers who have found themselves out of a job and without anywhere to find another they'll also get some relief the package will expand the unemployment benefit by an additional six hundred dollars a week for up to four months as well as provide an additional 13 weeks of unemployment insurance for those who are out of work because of the pandemic so just you guys know um again so other than the six hundred dollars a week um that'll be for four months and then you'll get an additional um 13 weeks of unemployment insurance for those out of work because of the pandemic the coverage is retroactive till January 27th and includes independent contractors um, and those who work like gig to gig in the economy. So you guys will be covered. So just do your research um, and see what your options are. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk to you guys about um, is the Lee Initiative. So Chef Edward Lee, who's in Kentucky, um, has a group that he has started. Um, I think we've already posted a couple things about... Um, Matza being part of it, Nancy Sillerton being part of it, um, Big Star in Chicago being part of it. But basically, this is a restaurant workers relief program is what it's called. And um, Chef Lee started with the financial help from Kentucky Bourbon Distillery Maker's Mark. I mean, Maker's Mark is fucking stepping it up. It's incredible. They, uh, um, they, liked, they liked us uh, shouting them out. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm so glad. Yeah. Um, yeah thanks for so, doing that, Andrew. Yeah, of course. So after um, the Kentucky governor shut everything down, um, he realized that there's, you know, there's other restaurateurs in Louisville that have refrigerators packed with perishable foods and no customers um, and unemployed work workers that wouldn't really, that would no longer receive daily staff meals or paychecks. You know, we've definitely talked about before how like your family meal is your only meal of the day sometimes. Yeah. When um, you're, when you're waiting to get your tips that night, that might be the first money, you know, like that, that's your re-up. And so there's been no money to have food. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. So um, it's on par with the school children not getting their, it totally is. It absolutely is. I mean, you might even have fucking parents who are like sacrificing like the food that they eat at home because they know they can eat at their job or they bring at the end of the night, they bring food home to their kids and that's just how the world works. Um, so the first night, Chef Lee um, served 250 people and the lines kept growing. And in two days, he was serving 400 people an hour that are out of work. Wow. Wow. Employees yeah. from restaurants. So this started in Louisville. Since then, there has been um, pop-ups at different restaurants in Washington, D.C., Los Angeles, Seattle, mm-hmm. Cincinnati, Brooklyn, Denver, Chicago, Atlanta, Lexington, Boston, San Francisco, and New Orleans with more cities joining every day. Exactly. I, I think what's happening is people are getting the news. You know, you can just kind of feel that like the shock, I, I felt like everyone got really quiet and weird for a couple of days. You know, it's more yeah. about that feeling of feeling a little like 
paralyzed. Like, first of all, we do have to be in quarantine. So there are new rules regardless of how we go about interacting, even in this situation um, Mm -hmm. where people are feeding you, you know, they're going to have to be even the restaurant work is really clean and sanitary that, you know, new rules on top of that. And I feel like people are hearing now that there's hopefully going to be some sort of financial relief for them. And they're coming up and realizing I'm in a place where I can figure out how to help instead of feeling paralyzed and being like, I shouldn't set a foot out the door or even spend a dollar because I'm not sure that I'll see this money again. And I think everyone's feeling a lot more confident believe it or not, in the government. And those who do have means, those who do have like these huge restaurant groups, I applaud you. You know, I applaud them so much for doing the right thing to feed all of these people who make their brands, their food, everything. We are the go-between, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's the Lee initiative, you guys. So please look that up. Um, What's the the, uh, URL for that? Um, It is leeinitiative.org. Great. Yep. And that's definitely something that we can like post for you guys. Um, but yeah, again, and we'll, we'll try to keep, keep bringing you guys um, information. Please, if you have anything, anything local, restaurateurs who are doing a great job stepping up to the plate, please send it uh, our way. We'd love to share it with everybody. So going straight to what you guys have uh, communicated with us during this time of COVID, we're going to just do a little bit of... Um, listener submitted COVID uh, input. So uh, I'll start with one. I, know, I was like, I could probably come up with a catch Hey guys, it's time for some listener submitted COVID content. We'll get better at that. Well, okay, here's a, here's a great update I got from um, Shannon in Canada. Um, she says, hey, ladies, in the midst of all this BS, I hope you're doing well. Just wanted to share something that my job is doing to help us all out while the restaurant is closed. I'm in Canada and thankfully qualify for employment insurance. Oh, that's how they say unemployment in Canada employment insurance (laughs) and we will be able to get paid while laid off but my bosses are going another step and making us all food baskets with stuff from the restaurant while we're quarantined amazing isn't that great we're a french comfort food place owned by a lovely couple who totally don't have to do this for us it's not a million dollar corporation just a mom and pop shop and it is truly such a kind gesture thought i'd share this with you stay healthy and don't go stir crazy shannon Amazing. Amazing. This is where we're also going to like, this is the part of the show we all just cry before we laugh. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Let's all get our tears out. And then, cause it's, it's, it's really bad news to do it the other way. You can't make everyone laugh and then cry. I think we have to cry and then laugh. Right. Oh yeah. For sure. For sure. I mean, I'm fine with either, but just, you know, it it comes in cycles for me personally. So uh, Lila Patrice says, hi, y'all. I just wanted to thank you for the support you've given all service industry folks throughout this craziness. Today, I was laid off by one of the country's most prestigious restaurant groups, Danny Mayer's Union Square Hospitality Group, um, as well as 2,000 other employees in D.C. and New York City. I'm scared and exhausted and stressed, but I appreciate the laughter you guys bring. Thank you so much. Yeah, all we can do is keep, keep in contact and communication with each other, you know? 
Right. And, and I think um, that's going to try and be our commitment to the very least anytime we can bring useful information. That's what we are committing to do. And if there is nothing new to tell you, well, then we're just going to keep, keep you happy with the laughter and camaraderie. Exactly. Hell yeah. Oh, this is a really heartwarming thing. You guys, this is crazy. This is not a, a server, but my brother, he's my little brother. Um, he has his own dog walking business. Um, I mean, he's done it for 10 years and he's very beloved in his community in Charlotte, uh, North Carolina. And I mean, people are being ordered to stay home, not sure where their money's coming from. So a lot of people have been like, I, there's no need and I can't afford for you to come do my dog walking route. We feel so bad, blah, blah, blah. So he was getting really, really bummed. And then he had two separate clients. One one thing happened where the client um, basically is working from home and was just like, uh, I don't need you to actually come get the dogs, but I'm paying you the full month that I would normally pay you to take care of the dogs. And then he has, he had to lay off one of his employees who he felt really, really terrible about um, doing this, but she's an older woman who honestly just kind of does it like to have something to do, like it's fun money for her. Mm-hmm. But she took the news super, super well and and gave my brother back her paycheck from the week before. Also. Oh God. Well, she's loaded apparently. Oh, okay. And, and just, I know, I know, but like, you know, but just these acts of kindness where, you know, she does it to stay busy and to stay happy and healthy and totally. fully was like, yeah, no problem. Also, here's the, uh, the paycheck you gave me a week ago because you're going to need it more for you and your daughter. Wow. Than- than me. So there's some real kindness out there happening, which is great to see. So at the Hathney, sorry, I know you guys have an email now, but this just seemed easier. Oh, she DM <laughs> on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. I've been drinking wine pretty much since both bars I work at have closed due to COVID. Uh, on, and I'm on day three and ready to go mad. So she's had a little something, something before she sent us a DM. Um, basically, I'm one of the masses that has little to no savings and I'm worried about what is to come. Both of my bars have stated a two-week minimum, but the city, county, state is saying it could be up to eight weeks. Yep. I've looked at tons of links and sites for help, but nothing seems very helpful. Should you have any tips on where to go to find any financial help? I'm sure all of us sisters and brothers in arms would greatly appreciate it. Y'all give us more than laughs, but also a national forum of we are not alone. You bind us together nationally and no more is this needed than at a time like this, which I'm sure none of us have seen in our lifetime. The shit is bonkers. In conclusion, <laughs> I fucking love an in conclusion, first of all. Do, in conclusion, thank you for doing what you do. I hope the liquor and wine and edibles I've hoarded will keep me sane until week two. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, so like, you know, like we talked about before, there's more and more information coming out every every day. There's more relief options um, every day. So just we'll do the research we can. We'll post it for you guys. And then again, share the love. Keep everything coming our way as well so we can share it. Um, and, and just like a hot tip too, that, you know, like do not be above, uh, going to a food bank if you need to, if there's, you know, going to be, um, any kitchens, you know, where everyone is in the same boat. We're trying to stay fed. If you can go grab 
a bag full of, you know, non-perishable goods just to, you know, keep you floating. I also think it's time to really think, you know, we've all had to think about other habits um, that going to get a bunch of boring ass dried goods, like bags of beans and rice and whatever is actually cheaper and goes a lot farther than some of the creature comforts, like, you know, going through a drive-through, um, which, you know, I'm glad they are open right now, but if you're really pinching pennies, you need to be making like big ass pots of rice and beans for very, very little money you mm -hmm. know, and we'll get there. You'll have money in the bank again at some point. And boy, oh boy, will that fucking shake shack or you you say know, that fucking burger, that burger, <laughs> I know. burger. I, whatever floats your boat, baby. Totally. But just definitely. Yeah. Be, be really frugal with that food money where you can. And obviously be really safe when you go to the grocery store, because dude, some grocery stores are 100% being militant and their workers and are some like, like are not. I've been yes, going to the store super early and like, 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 like grocery store workers are like crowding me to like restock the shelves. And I'm just like, what, what, what's happening? Like, yeah. I came out of the grocery store dizzy yesterday because I realized I was holding my breath the whole time I was in there and panicking because people were acting like monsters and just coming right into the section. I was like, dude, just let me shop for these jalapenos real quick. You know, I'm almost done. Um, and then, you know, like I waited, I, this guy was staring at the chicken selection <laughs> for like <laughs> way too long. He, and must be, he must be all by himself. <laughs> yeah. But I was kind of like, move it along, dude. But oh. I was like, I would normally lean in and get what I needed, but I'm like, you, you can't, but my impatience is I'm uh, like, out of here. <laughs> I'm also going to add because staring, staring at chicken in a not, uh, in a sexual way, possibly that like <laughs> I read that Pornhub, in addition to donating like tons of masks to hospitals, has um has now has free premium content currently. I might watch some later because yeah. I've forgotten what <laughs> sex and human contact is. Um, um, how's the how's the DIY uh boyfriend coming along, Brooke? Yeah. Again, you know, you have to be really careful when you're um, picking, uh, you want that appendage to be non-perishable. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hello, darling. And lastly, this is um, from at dawn 1058. <laughs> she, she DM'd, I just wondered to myself, how are the Karens going to maintain that razor, razor sharp <laughs> hairstyle over the next few weeks? <laughs> Oh my God, my hair is going to get so weird. I know, who are the Karens? Karens are like, I need to go to a restaurant and fucking sass somebody and like also. I know, Ugh. I mean, like, listen, you if you have a Karen for a mom, you've already had a rough, rough upbringing where, where you've either gone the route of being an empathetic person who works in a service industry or you have become a mini Karen. You know, there's only two possible outcomes, but um, I do feel for their partners that they're quarantined at home with. Um, there are a lot of, you know, like, I, I want to speak to the manager. And then it's like, <laughs> babe, it's just us. <laughs> there's no managers to speak to. Um, uh, calling, up, calling up the, uh, the world health order. Yeah. Hello. Can I speak to the manager of COVID-19? I'm going to make this joke again, but you know, someone's like, you better flatten that curve when you talk to me like that. <laughs> I, but I do have some tips for Karens for keeping their hair sharp. Um, do you have a paper shredder at home? Uh, you know, put mm -hmm. the ends of your ha hair into a paper shredder. Mm -hmm. um, also, you can- oh, That bleach spray. The bleach spray. 
Yes, I think that would look really great. Um, you know those like crafting scissors that cut like the zigzag mm-hmm. in cloth? I think you could cut your hair with some of those crafting scissors. <laughs> um, That's actually not a bad idea for bangs because they're kind of cut like that anyway. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh I'm this comedian, Rachel Feinstein, who is so funny. She's truly one of the funniest. Uh, but she, her mom absolutely has always had what is described as a Karen haircut and god her punchline was something so funny like i don't know what it is my mom looks like her hair was cut by a computer (laughs) (laughs) and it just makes sense (laughs) i mean that's basically with all the bang tutorials going out there that is essentially what is happening now a computer is telling you how to cut your goddamn hair let's uh welcome our first guest shall we welcome uh welcome to the podcast matt bronger is here with us yeah (laughs) <laughs> you know Matt, I, was, I know i was thinking about this you are our very first guest um on our very first episode of side work ever i was oh holy crap i didn't realize that that's an honor thanks and so now much here you are our very first guest on our super warped version of side work podcast sure yeah you're our bill murray <laughs> <laughs> Our, our, that. our podcast about the service industry now that the service industry is gone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now that it's, it's all just, it's, it's, it's purely takeout, if at all. Are you guys um, finding any place that you're trying to like go to in your neighborhood in Los Feliz that you're loving lately? Yeah. I mean, I, I love Ashley and, um, and Tyler at all time. Uh, we've mm. been friends with them for a long time. So we, the only takeout just, you know, we, we got a lot we have enough money to not have money, enough food to not have to spend money on takeout. Um, so, but we go there almost every morning to get coffee, which you just, you kind of do it on their little, uh, on this app they use where you just order it over the, and then they have it ready wearing gloves and they put the coffee mm-hmm. on the thing and then you take it. And so that that's like our way of kind of being like, Hey, stick around. We're going to start doing that with more businesses as this goes on to totally. just be like, let's do take out like once in once a week or something Absolutely. You know, to do what you can. It was my, um, my birthday on Sunday, this past Sunday. And we Happy got, birthday. thank you. We got pizza and cake. Um, but it was a whole, it was a whole process of like getting home, like, um, yeah. cleaning off a surface, opening a pizza box, washing your hands, taking the pizza out, tossing the box. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> It was a whole, it was a whole rigmarole of uh, a and, birthday fun. And guess, yeah. And guess who's still standing? You. Yeah. Still standing for sure. It, it's good. It's smart to be that careful. I, mm-hmm. I find that like, I'm trying to not do that thing where I like, oh, I need one thing. Let me go to the supermarket, you know? And even cause it's, it's, it's just me being indulgent. Like I want to get out of the house so bad. Let me walk over there. Um, but I'm now I, I'm started wearing gloves and things like that. I haven't started wearing masks yet. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think doing all that is really smart to just be as, as, as careful as possible. I make, I make cold brew. I'm actually making some right now and I, I will just Ooh. drop it off to, to neighbors if they That's want awesome. some. And they're, and they're like, they're my neighbors, Dan and Beth next door. were like, we disinfected it when you dropped it off. No offense. And they're like, <laughs> we even washed off the inside. Tastes real soapy. Good though. <laughs> <laughs> that's like we're on this we're in this neighborhood hilarious text chain chain with the whole cul-de-sac. <laughs> Dude, well, that's nice. I had a I, I had a really normal day yesterday where you guys know where you sit on the front porch and uh bleach your groceries before bringing them inside of course 
Yeah, you guys do that, you know, and then leave your gloves and shoes outside. Yeah, I definitely was like a little bit more like, oh, I'm sup- I forgot I was supposed to bleach my groceries. So today I'm going to bleach I'm going to re I'm going to bleach everything in the fridge today basically. So what you just you just like put bleach on a rag and wipe the outside of everything? Yeah, I think that's what I'm going to do and then clean the fridge out and then I don't know. I just feel like every day I'm like oh I mean, I'm doing a really good job. Yeah. Down like handles and things every day, but I feel like anyway, it's okay. We'll see who the smart one is in a, I don't, never mind. I'm like, in a couple of weeks, we'll figure out who the smart one was. I know. Fuck. I'm like, yeah, it's like the, the jokes are all a little, uh, they're a little tepid. I'm like, ha, ha, ha. well, yeah. things are sad. Anyway. It, they are, they are. It's it's never been rough like this. This is, this is an entirely new thing in all of our lifetimes. Whew. So it's, it's, it's one day at a time, you know, and, and try not to drive yourself crazy. That's kind of the game, I think. Well, I have to say getting together and podcasting is like, oh my God, it was so nice to have like uh, something to focus my day around, you know? Without a doubt. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I get a twofer. I had, a, I had a video with my therapist this morning. I did, I did, um, uh, I wouldn't even say zoom therapy because it's like, it's, they have their own app that you use where it's mm-hmm. like super secure <laughs> evidently. So no one could hear my psychological bullshit of it. I don't know. But like, so I've had that and this, so it's Thursday's a big day guys. Yeah. for me. <laughs> Totally. I've got this. I did dance class this morning. I'm taking an online certification course because I'm looking toward the future with work when I get back. Nice. I'm like, I'm so much more productive with my schedule than I have been in years, I feel like. Uh, I was I was unemployed before this, so I already was working really hard to give my day structure. <laughs> And now I feel like I'm totally ahead of the curve. I was like, I was meant for quarantine. I am so good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I have Still that like, you know, like on the dot, you know, wake up at 5 a.m. and start looking at your phone is apparently on my schedule. every. Uh. <laughs> but anyways. Well, you guys, it's time for some server submitted stories. Hey, Pod. First of all, thank fucking God for your Gmail account. Typing these in a DM is obnoxious. Overserved customers came up on your last pod and reminded me of a couple stories. Telling a customer no can be panic-inducing. Side note, fucking yes, they're right. (laughs) Uh, I was working a busy Saturday shift behind the bar in an upscale lounge. A lot of Tinder days happening. This guy comes in and takes a seat at my only open bar stool and sort of disappears under the bar. I believe he was searching for a hook or an outlet. He lost his balance and face planted. I still don't know how I kept a straight face when he sat back up. With slurred speech, he asked me for an old fashioned. <laughs> Side note, that is pronounced old fashioned <laughs> from, from experience. Uh, this is the split second where I panic in my head. Fuck, do I tell him to leave? Is he gonna be an angry drunk? His friends clearly already gave up on him because he's alone. If he makes a scene, everyone is gonna see it because he's in the middle of the bar. Honesty is the best policy, and I couldn't keep a straight face anymore. I leaned into him and I said, sir, I can't in good faith give you a drink right now because the entire bar just saw you fall on your face. The couples around him chuckled. To my surprise, this guy nods, acknowledges his blunder, and goes, if I behave for 30 minutes, then may I have an old-fashioned? <laughs> 
This is absolutely the last response I ever expected. I was so amused by this. I let him take up my bar stool for half an hour with a water. Total wasting of money, but worth the entertainment. When this guy's timer and his watch went off after 30 minutes, amazing. I made eye contact and proceeded to pour him half an old fashioned because he wasn't watching me. To this day, that is the most well-behaved, overly drunk person I've ever encountered. In my experience, drunk people don't handle no well. One of my regulars used to get pushy when we'd suggest he'd had enough, so I just stopped trying. He'd order lemon drop martinis and wouldn't leave until he was on eight or nine. Jesus. God. Uh, parentheses. That's a lot of fucking vodka. Yeah. <laughs> so after I got to know him better, I realized he was in a pretty good place after about four martinis. I mean, who isn't? I mean, just, yeah. Uh, number five, I'd cut the vodka in half and fill the rest with water. Number six to the end were all water. <laughs> if he was being a dick, I'd charge him. If he wasn't, I'd tell him these ones were on me. He'd sit at the bar and rave about how I made the best lemon drop martinis in all of Chicago <laughs> while sipping on basically lemonade. Asshole. Last one. I had a moral dilemma one day working a Missouri game. A mentally handicapped kid came over to the bar and ordered a Jack and Coke. I was alone behind the back bar. With no one to confer with, I made a decision. I put my finger over the hole in the pour spout and mimed making him a Jack and Coke. Told him it was on me. Really nice kid, just wasn't sure what to do in that situation. His friends came over after he left apologizing for him and asked if he'd been an asshole. Asshole? He was really nice. Why do you ask? Apparently, this motherfucker wasn't mentally handicapped. Oh, he'd been out since the night before and hadn't gone to sleep yet. Oh, drunk people can be tricky. It's a hard dance we do. Godspeed and good tips, Nicole. Oh, my God. Amazing. Uh, let's let's go, first of all. Yep. And, and like, oh, I just so much insight from that, from working for eight years or six years, excuse me, in, in that era, in that city doing exactly the same thing. Oh my God. Like the minute I found out the bars were closing in Chicago, I was like, oh God, what, what will they do? <laughs> it's crazy. I, I think about that cities that run, I mean, New York low key runs on bars. I feel mm -hmm. like New York kind of low key drinks as much as anyone else, but like it's so much more the fabric of a city like Chicago or Boston. Um, you know, that, yeah, I don't know what, like, what, what are, I was saying that to my wife. I was like, what, there are people that go to bars every single night in those towns. And they're going to be like, well, what do I do now? Like, yeah. what do I do? Talk to my wife. Well, not yeah. to mention like every other major tragedy that's happened in like this country and the world, like you can still go to a bar. Like that's a place yeah, yeah, where yeah. you feel safe. And now that's totally taken away. So I miss bars already. <laughs> I do miss bars. Yeah. I mean, uh, I was in Ann Arbor two weeks ago doing shows, which I was like, should we be doing this? Send me home, <laughs> you know, but I didn't, they were disinfecting everything. And I was like, all right, I'm, this is a local, this is like a, a an independent club. They're paying me really well. I'm not going to pull a move and they're separating everybody and all that jazz. But like, I definitely was like throwing back some beers after every show, just just based on like just anxiety where I'm like, yes, oh God. And even then the bars were, were already starting to kind of thin out, um, you know, but it's, yeah, I don't, there's people that like they're lost now. What are they going to do? Um, I think, you know, because there are no rules, I've been really good about um, kind of like dubbing 6 PM happy hour. Like the drinking, the drinking can oh, I love have it. to wait till six, you know? Yes. I, and, um, and and have you been doing have you been doing uh like zoom or facetime drinks with i friends? have a, i have three fucking cocktail hours scheduled this weekend already with friends god bless 
That's well, so even great. even in quarantine, you're still more popular than me. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Brooke, like, text friends, somebody. Yeah, with friends in Chicago specifically, I'm like, we why haven't we been doing this for years? You know. Yeah, yeah, we did it with our our friend Pam, who's in Chicago last weekend, and uh, our a couple of friends who lived in Denver last weekend, and it's it's kind of this new cool thing <laughs> where you're 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 like you can hang out and everything, but it takes the pressure off of it's, and it's, it kind of feels like playing hooky because this kind of activity usually was like, Oh, it's a boring ass conference call totally. for the company or something. But like when you have like liquor or wine or beer or something, you're kind of sitting there like, Oh, this is fun. This is what you're not supposed to be doing, but we have to. I got fucking tanked on my Friday. I mean, I was just like, hold on. I think I was just so happy to see everybody that I just kept like, chugging my drinks same like. same <laughs> i was tossing back whiskey and i was like and kara's like you're getting wasted i'm like yeah, i was wasn't i and it was because we had like we're only on here for two hours hey guys you know yeah I, uh-huh. I was not even aware but that was like a good lesson learned to be like yeah don't just try to fit it all in to one little thing and here's like the thing too is like a lot of the people in um our group were like parents and so they dropped off and then the ah. rest of us like started our own like late like later night meeting oh. after that zoom after hours and <laughs> <laughs> i get a 4 a.m bar in this 4 a.m zoom i was just talking about the fact that you know i should probably set myself a drink timer like the old-fashioned guy <laughs> be like that okay, is hilarious after 30 minutes i can have one more two, i'm not two asleep things. <laughs> two things i gotta say about that right in real quick one uh anytime there's a missouri game you know cubs biggest rivals like just hell hell on earth in any bar mm-hmm. and then two i remember when cosmos hit the scene along with lemon drops and people were drinking just it's so candy like and they are tossing them back and this guy who's probably who's probably my age now like what i am now mid 40s this guy was like just like kept ordering them for the table another round another round another round and like i remember my 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 friend who was who was waiting on their table she was like sir i can't like you you've all had like seven and i i i have to you know i i can't i can't you know, I mean, she can bring you the check. And he goes, fuck you. Like the, the worst, like most obnoxious fuck you. And also the loudest. And he was in the dining room. Like he wasn't in the bar. And it was just like, Jesus. And it was like that moment dawned on him. Like, oh, I'm incredibly drunk. And like and the, whole front, the whole front of the restaurant was all glass front. And a guy walked out like he, they paid. And he walked out and all his friends left. And he's like standing, waiting. I think he's waiting for the bus, but just leaning on the pole, like, oh, oh no. And it's like, I don't, you know, you'd think I'd be like, yeah, yeah, don't yell at my friend like that. But everyone just was like, oh God, oh, that he's either gonna get on the bus and barf or he's gonna get robbed. Or like, it was just like, oh, sir. So like that, that lemon drop story just made me just go, ah, like that guy. He got lemon dropped. Well, this one's a sweet, this is a great uh, story from our friend Simon, server submitted story in the time of COVID. Um, all right, so he says, hello, Sidework crew. I've just recently listened to the coronavirus episode. These are scary times for those of us in the service industry. I currently work at two different restaurants in Missouri, speaking here of. Here we go again. Here, here we, we go again. again. One is a family-owned restaurant on a lake in a state park, and the other is a chain restaurant. 
we've increased our awareness with sanitation, cleanliness at both restaurants all around. Uh, the family-owned restaurant has been on limited hours as they are seasonal, and we have seen business there slowly decline over the past week, and reservations have definitely started to cancel. Yesterday was that dreaded day we knew would be coming. My boss informed me that they made the decision to close until April 1st. They want to keep their staff, their families, and the guests safe and healthy, which is just totally the right thing to do. We don't have another option. So then he says, the other restaurant I work at has not closed its doors yet. And uh, granted, he wrote this about a week ago, so I'm guessing... Yeah. It might be closed by now. Um, yeah. Um, but Simon says, uh, Simon says, says, I expect that time that, you know, that time will be coming soon. And it may have came. So each day this week, it's gotten slower and slower. Staff has been drastically cut down on with one job closing and the second one approaching that moment. Every dollar earned is cherished. Yesterday, in addition to serving, I took a curbside to-go order. That can be annoying because most to-go to go orders don't tip, and who wants to put the effort in on that? I happily took the order over the phone and got it ready. When I brought the food and the order outside, I told the woman her total of $27 and some odd cents. I awkwardly stood next to her car as she dug money out of her wallet. I saw her grab $30 and got excited, but then she grabbed five more dollars and told me to keep the change. Oh my God, what a glorious day this was. $7.54 tip on a to-go order. I graciously thanked her and walked back inside with a huge grin on my face. So then long story short, because this is a little bit long. So he gets uh, one of his last big tables, uh, supposed to be a group of eight, turns into a 12 top, 11 women and one man. They're celebrating multiple birthdays, each person trying to tell me who was getting, you know, that they were going to pick up the check. Finally, the man whispers, give all the checks to me. And I was like, hell yeah. You know, just one card, swipe it, baby. Um, Cut to the end. I brought the gentleman the bill. I saw cash being passed down to him and wondered what to expect. When it was time to grab the check, he said, the rest is for you. I thanked him very much and went over to the point of sale. I counted the money and counted it again and again. Was it dreaming? They gave me a $100 cash tip. Holy shit. I almost lost my mind. I was so flipping excited. The combination of temporarily losing one job, business being slow at this job, and generally getting shitty tips at this job really gets a person down. But when something like this happens, it almost wipes those negative things away. Wanted to share this positive story during these troubling times. Things like this are huge, especially when people are relying on this income to live off of. I hope more people will do wonderful things like this for those of us in the service industry. Godspeed and good tips, Simon. Awesome. Awesome. Wow. Hooray for human beings doing good, good things. I mean, we need we need funny stuff, but as much as that, we need like heartfelt stuff like that. That's like, okay, there's the the good are the good are rising to the top. Right. You know. Well, he there is a he, he does say P.S. One of my guests took a shit on the table while there's no. It doesn't I just happen. left that out. I left. That <laughs> 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 Did you see? There's a headline uh, in Pennsylvania. A grocery store had to throw out thirty five thousand dollars worth of food because an unstable woman came in and was purposely coughing on all the produce. Yep, oh, I heard about that. What I mean. Wow. I thought about that too. I was like, when are all the 12 monkeys people going to come out? You know? Right. Yeah. The social disruptors. You know, yeah. there are all these weird malcontents that are, you know, just do, thinking of ways and all they have to do is cough. Do you guys remember when that, that really, really rich guy this was in the news was like got cut off in first class and then like got up in the, in the, and in, in, like, he like took a dump like in the bathroom, but then came out and like took like that, what they use for like your little tablecloths for your table, and like wiped his ass like in the in the walkway, uh-uh. and then like the the 
the air marshal arrested him or something. And then he went to jail. I only bring that up because it's like, look, we've all we've all been super fucked up in our time. But it's like, can you imagine having that level of pure blind privilege in a blackout where you're just like, I'm going to wipe my ass with something because you wouldn't give me more wine. (laughs) Showed you. And like having that that wake that next day wake up where you're just like, what did I do? Yeah. No. Yeah. No, I didn't. Like, <laughs> I think we know, I, I, but I think we know one person who doesn't wake up and have those thoughts or feelings every day. Sure. You know. And supposedly that guy doesn't drink, which is why I know. Yeah, supposedly uh-huh. that's just raging narcissism and well, addiction to speed. Well, that too, because I I was gonna say like. Hey, if you're not going to release your tax returns, could you at least give us your drug cocktail? Like what's yeah. the ratio? <laughs> like, how do you get that confident and blindly cruel and not yeah. have remorse? Cause that right. sounds like a really great drug mix. You know, it's gotta be an after effect of snorting Adderall daily for literally decades. <laughs> daily. Daily. I've, I've, yeah, I've done I've done a, I've done uh, Adderall a few times and 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 uh, Ritalin and holy I don't ever need to again. My God, <laughs> I'm fine with coffee. I can't imagine every day just banging rails <laughs> at the in your seventies and just being like, when will my heart explode in my chest? Yeah, when when maybe that's the reason why I shouldn't like when I whirl over at five a.m. Like, don't get on my phone because those are fucking Trump hours. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, you guys, as always, for submitting. Um, please, you know, I, I think we've all got more time on our hands. So if you'd always been thinking about sending us one. And, yeah, exactly. Didn't didn't do it. I mean, we want to talk about stuff, you know, like just to keep a sense of normalcy. Like we don't care that it's from a year ago, even a few weeks ago before all of our jobs went away. Funny stories are funny stories and they'll get us through. So definitely something that, something that used to be a nightmare to you is now nostalgia. So send it our way. Yeah, keep the stories coming. Also, a different twist. Uh, tell us what you miss about the job right now. You know, someone someone saying like, man, right about now, I miss being triple sat and, you know, starting a fight with the line <laughs> chat. You know, I'm really missing that right now. Mm-hmm. So have fun. Be creative. Tell us anything you want to. We're happy to share it. Um, so just drop us an email, sideworkpod at gmail.com, or you can DM us, DM us on Instagram. Diving into today's topic, you guys, um, this is one I've been wanting to talk about for a long time is basically um, partying, partying on the job, partying at your restaurant, getting wasted with your coworkers. <laughs> I think we've all been there. I think we've all done that. Mm-hmm. What? No. Yeah. I mean, so first of all, it's like we work, you know, odd hours in the service industry. We're surrounded by booze at all times. Right. Um, you know, is, does the bus boy deal weed? Is that a thing? You know? Well, they usually now yes. they've got like you know pills but you know right yeah you know i think anyone who's ever worked front of house or back of house can attest that getting fucked up together is one of the things that brings the staff together at the same time um so let's i think you know i made a fun little list <laughs> i think we could run down and riff on it um for sure so i think we can all start with like what you're entitled to at the end of the day which is your shift drink Oh, right. Like what's on paper. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What you're allowed mm-hmm. legally. And right. th- that is usually a shift drink. Yeah. One. <laughs> Just one shift drink. But it's still an end of the day a situation where it's like you might sit down, roll your silverware, have your cocktail. Brooke, you've talked about that ceremony several times. 
Oh, I, I loved it. And, you know, um, just, just the sort of like, okay, this is, you know, in your last hour with your last tables, it's like that visualization of putting your feet up, rolling silverware, decompressing and having a sip of a nice cocktail yep. is like, this is going to carry me through, you know, to 12, 12 PM or 12 AM, excuse me. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a very Pavlovian response. It, it, I mean, it got so bad where you're like, ooh, I can just taste, taste the alcohol and hear the silverware clinking. Uh-huh. Yeah, we weren't we weren't allowed to do our roll-ups while drinking, but like as soon as you're done with your side work and you close out all your tables, yeah. It was one of those things you gotta you can't you can't be wearing like that your work outfit. But yeah, right. I would always go and get like a shot and a beer after not every day, but like when I was like, okay, you know, we're going out tonight or whatever. Or my girlfriend worked with me at the time, so I would either wait for her or she would wait for me. Um, but yeah, I love that. Just kind of sitting there and just just being like, the, like letting it all kind of go. And then, uh, yeah, shift, shift drinks are important for sure. Shift drinks are very morale boosting and the nicest place, the, the last restaurant I worked at, which I, I had never worked with someone who enforced rules and that's why they're successful and still doing well, even during this, you know, outbreak, they're still killing it with to-go batch cocktails, really great food to pick up, et cetera. But it was one drink and go the fuck home. You are not lingering. We don't mm. want to foster that environment here. Yeah. And I was so impressed. I was like, okay, understood. I'm going to the bar up the street then. I mean, that's kind of what we did anyway. It was cool to have that one, but it was honestly, now that I think about it, I, we would have that to wait for everybody to go yes. to uh, O'Callahan's, which is two blocks over. That's where we'd go. And we knew every, all the bartenders there and they'd hook us up and we'd hook them up. You know how that goes. But it was like, you just didn't want to sit in the bar you worked in. You kind of like, fuck this. I just, you know, some of my tables that didn't tip me great are still here. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want them to walk over and say something and be like, hey, still here, huh? Take your work home with you, honk, honk. It's like, I want to get the hell out of here. So yeah, I think that I think that one and done is not only a good policy for the for the business, it's for, good for the servers too, you know, and the bartenders. Uh, I've certainly had the places that are like, yeah, no, n- no drinking ever. This is not for you. You can't even pay for it. You can't <laughs> clock out, put your outfit, normal pedestrian wear, and come back in. Like you just aren't even allowed to be a customer. They're like, like it was more of like a you all are gross. And we don't want you mingling <laughs> with the clientele, no matter what. You go yep. out the back, you go out the dirty kitchen door, and get in your broken car and yep. get out of here. Mm-hmm. Or like go down the street, like Matt was saying, to the bar, exactly the bar that's like down the block or wherever that like you you and all your coworkers basically keep in business, you know? Yeah, because you guys drink there every night together. Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean depositing money at the bank, yeah. at the night bank? <laughs> yep, pretty much. Yeah, that's where it. you're like allowed to take half of your tips that night at the most, depending on where you're at. And then that's what you spend on yourself to get yes. it. Mm-hmm. Correct. Correct. <laughs> I mean, that's also like, there's a lot of, and it, it, those nights always got interesting to me because it was like, who's actually working, who's closing. You know, if you had to close, you'll be like, I'll see you guys there. And by the time you get there, everybody's totally shit faced already. Right. Yeah. It was interesting in Chicago because like the bars are open till four. Not mm. all of them, but some, and that was always a thing. He because O'Callaghan's was open till four, and it just it was that thing where you kind of just had to check and be like, I I don't want to be here past two. I, I really don't. And then you know, so that's when you'd set your drink timer. It's unless it was like unless it was like you just finished a double shift on a Saturday or Sunday, and it's like fuck it, 
I'm closing this thing down. I yeah. don't care. And God forbid you're out on a Saturday night where bars are open till fucking five. No, wait. Is five. Five. Right? Oh, mm-hmm. God. There damn. were um in my when I'm gonna go ahead and deem alcoholic days in, in Brooklyn. Um I mean, they can only be dubbed alcoholic because I behaved 100% like one and had a job that was, I was surrounded by other alcoholic bartenders and surfers. And that's yep. all we did yeah. for an entire summer. Especially yep. that. Yeah. We'd close down our 4am bar, wrap out around five and then go to this place on Smith street called the boat, which was a 6am bar, a secret knock to get into the boat and then drink till late in the morning. And Oh God, you don't need, and that's, that's the thing about me that is like, I have a real capacity for boozing because everyone else, you know, was doing Coke to stay awake. And I'm like, ah. I was just staying awake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, boy, oh boy, oh boy. You know, you're just like, no one needs to do that. I don't ever need to do that again. It's not actually my true nature. I was just going with the flow. I think that's the thing is like when you're an enabled like situation, right? Right. And I was definitely probably following, you know, like the, the coworker bartender that I had a very, very misinformed crush on. I mean, you know, it's like the, it's like the um, Stockholm syndrome where you're like, we've been working together all summer. I'm in love with my captor. You know, this guy's horrifying. He got a staph infection from punching a mirror, you know, like that kind of a dude. He's the kind of guy that's like, hey, do a shot with me like during oh, the shift right and of course exactly. you're like of course I'll shot. do that with you I'm I'm cool like, he likes me mm-hmm. no he likes drugs um <laughs> but uh yeah so uh, I mean when I was in that situation which we t- you know so okay there's like the shift drink which is like one or none that's like probably a more reputable place right mm-hmm. so then yeah. if you're not allowed to have anything like that um, if you had a cool bartender, there might be a little bit of secret drink that secret gets poured drinks. into a, a coffee mug. Oh yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. If, if stuff got really rough, I would, you know, and, 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 or, or we were, it was like a, we were all going to go out that night somewhere. But I, I remember like, you know, work on the roof bar and kind of being <laughs> like, no one's up here, but me, I could just be drinking this whole time. No one would ever know. But like, I just, I, I never made a practice of that. I remember this guy that I used to bar back for that like always had Jaeger in a coffee cup. And I was like, yes. oh, oh God. God. And he was a little older than me. And I was like, I never want to be like that. You know? So I was like, I didn't, I, I never had that many during, you know, is that like, no. if you're working like New Year's Eve, all bets are off. Who cares? Yeah, that's it. I was always just like, I, I'll do my dirty work when my shift's over. You know, that was yeah, always. Same. Um, but man, I definitely worked with a lot of people who I was like, I had a guy I worked with at Buka. I don't have the fucking bell. How Brian oh. insert a Buka bell sound okay, effect. Perfect. Who we would sell, um, at Buka, they had like homemade limoncello you could buy in like a bottle. Right. And I mean, it's ever clear soaked in lemon rind and sugar. He would buy one on his own. And then be like, meet me in the back of like this, you know, the, the one, 100 section that was closed because it was done for the night. And he'd be like, let's all do shots of Everclear limoncello together. Like that was his end of the oh. night. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, and definitely had a coworker that Brooke and I had that would had her special coffee mug all the time. Um, usually filled with Jameson. Oh. Yeah. She, um, she would not, I mean, obviously she didn't last. Um, we tried our, 
best to cover for her and be cool. But I mean, she would have to go home halfway through a shift because she was getting so surly with us tables. And it it wasn't like, oh, I'm having fun. And this is kind of helping me get through the shift. And it's my little secret. It was like, really blatant alcoholism going on and well, that's at that point it's medication yes you know i think the three of us drink for fun that is not that's drinking to maintain totally that's drinking, that's drinking to keep the scaries away yeah uh, for sure. like there, there's a there's a um uh a product let's just say in a production office i know of where the the people that are run it and 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 work there they're 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 kind of like all day drinking guys and they'll like they have this meeting area has like a, a wet bar and like they'll come in in the morning and boop, boop, like it's coffee. Wow. And like, I was telling um, a buddy about my buddy about that. And my buddy was like, Oh, that's medication. And I was like, Oh, and so that's right. I'm basically taking what he said and like right. reiterating it. Cause that's it. That is, that's not, you know, that's what I always was afraid of. I never wanted to get to the point where it's like, you know, there's a certain, Oh, it's a weekend. I have to take this medicine. I can't drink where I'm like, Meh. Bummer, you know, but I'm not like, no, fucking no, you know, and I, I never want to get to that point where I'm, I, I need it. I need it to get through totally. the shift. I need it to get to this day. Uh, a lot of these- something went wrong. I didn't, I didn't get this job. Ugh, it's all bets are off. Let's, let's do shots. It's like, you know. Totally. I mean, totally. And I feel like a lot of these places too, especially the place where Brooke and I worked at during this was like, it was just like our manager was right there fucking with us getting wasted. Like mm-hmm. we just, it was just one of those places that everybody just hangs out and gets wasted together. Like every night at the bar, at the restaurant. Oh yeah. I mean, th- this was the place where, you know, <laughs> like tables would come up and be like, hey, do you mind cashing us out? We noticed you- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we've noticed you've fully transitioned into a townie, um, yeah. <laughs> even though you're still working. <laughs> when you t- when you turn to them with glassy eyes, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, that's definitely when, like, you know, then you the kitchens in uh, in on it too. Everybody's hanging out at the end of the bar, drinking together. Yeah, like, definitely, and it. As a customer, that's a frightening group to approach. It's no good. And I, I, I is like, I, not that I'm a snob. I will give every server like the more than a shred of da- uh, reasonable doubt. If like, okay, that service sucked. Maybe they're having a bad day or whatever. But it's like certain things I, I hate. Where like, if I see them eating, yes, and like yes. I haven't got my food, I hate. It's like go hide in the kitchen. That's yeah, what we right. all did. You know, hide that shit. I don't care that you're doing it. Just don't sit when like me and my friends haven't even got our food yet. And you're just like eating a sandwich behind the bar. It's like, come on. Or I get pissed. I get pissed when I see like, if you're like, Hey, how about stop flirting with the new bartender and fucking come over here, please. Like, you know, just blatantly just so ingrained own bullshit that they Uh can't even stop to turn around and look over and check on their tables. And that makes me nuts. Yeah. I, I was in Montreal and the bartender was clearly just refusing to to get me a drink because she knew like like it was me and, and my now wife and like a couple friends and like she was just talking to her friends and it was just a it was just a display of 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 raw power of, like power, I'm just yeah. not coming down there and like <laughs> Car- Carol was like just cracking up looking at how frustrated and mad I was getting I was like why the fuck are we here let's get out of here 
and stuff. And it's like, and she finally like waltzed over to us. And I was like, I'm not even giving her the satisfaction. I was going to be like the nicest guy. I'm not, I'm not even going to be like, you know what? Cause like, that's, that's all she wants from these, she what she thinks are American tourists. And we were there to do shows. What do you want from me? Do you guys ever like have the nights um, when you're when you're working and it's slow and the kitchen starts to drink? But I mean, okay, so who did that? That means you gave it to them. No, no, no. It's totally true. They're giving the alcohol. Absolutely. Um, And then they're drinking and then you might get a pop and then things get messy in the kitchen. (laughs) Which is always fun. But I do kind of I always like the ceremony of like taking a handful of beers to the kitchen at the end of the night i was just gonna say when you would walk back with the delis filled with draft beer and just like sling them back there like here you go here are your troughs what's a deli delis are are the the quarts oh okay people call them quart containers but uh, other people i found out that they call them delis i know what you're talking about now for food storage and whatnot (laughs) what we all have to drink you know, for say food handling, you know, to have. I'm gonna take up. a. I'm gonna take a lot of heat for not knowing what that is. Something tells me. <laughs> I just learned. You know, we have. You know, whatever we called them to go containers or whatever, and other people were like, "Those are delis." I'm like, "Okay, learn something new." Mm-hmm. That's fine. Um, no, I. I think the whole thing is like. <sighs> And like, do you remember like the first time you partied with a new staff? You know, where you're like, okay here we go. They're going to really see who I am when I, you know, not wearing my waiter mask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're like, do I get wasted the first night or do I like lead into getting wasted? Or did they force me to get wasted with them? You know, mm-hmm. which is, is always very fun. Um, I like the, I think it's funny, you know, when you're the, you're the staff that works the night before um, you've closed down and then you end up staying and like hanging out and getting wasted till the, like, until it's, too late to be there and then you get a you know a text or a nasty phone call <laughs> from the server that has to open the next day and is like what the fuck you guys like why why are there dirty glasses all over my bar why is everything sticky like why is nothing rolled like because we decided to get drunk and not do our work basically <laughs> sorry we left you a note though and we stabbed it into the door with a steak knife <laughs> Totally. Yeah. After we like worked our way into the walk-in to make ourselves food to take home after we got wasted. That, no, that's, that's, that's the fucking, you know, as a, as a longtime lunch server, which at a lot of places would be the opener. Not only were you like, God damn it, fuck you guys. And then you're also like, why do I work lunch? It's no fun. (laughs) I'm alone. I have had uh, quite a few lunches where I have sat down after my shift and gotten day drunk for sure. I, I knew a guy that would walk, we had a Portillo's uh, near us. He would go over and they'd have these goblet beers and he'd have those like right after his lunch shift or, or if, actually between, between doubles. He was like, you coming? And I'm like, no, like, I don't want a, a headache come 8 PM. I never understood that either. There's so many people. That's a great thing to bring up to Matt is like people who get sloshed between shifts when they're doing doubles. Well, he wouldn't even, sh- he wouldn't get, like get wasted, but it's just like, you know, you'd have it like a couple beers, like you'd have it at, a, at like a baseball game. And I'm just like, I know, like I got to work. I'll, I'll drink later. 
Drink later tonight. I, I get mm-hmm. I get so tired. Like yeah. if you, it's like when I start drinking, it's for the purpose of within a few hours hitting my bed. Like I don't keep going correctly. If nope. if you if I have two drinks and then it's like the whole day is ahead of me. I'm like, when's nap time? You know, mm-hmm. again, I don't do um, stimulants. So I've never, I've never, um, been able to really like, you know, get over the, the tired hump of drinking and then stopping and being like, and we're back, you know, you do that even at like when I started having writing jobs and we'd go, you know, do like a company lunch and everyone would be like, okay, you know, it's on the company. Like, so everyone would get a beer or a glass of wine after a huge lunch. And then you'd go back and sit at your desk and computer and you're like, good night. <laughs> yeah. It's so dumb. Yeah. I'm like, you say that, but I have so many friends that work in the corporate world and they just, they all go out and get wasted at lunch. And then they come back <laughs> because they all, everybody has like four drinks. I mean, it's like that, that three martini lunch, you know, that's a real thing. And, and did you, I, I, I found out a little while ago why, like that, why that, that was such a big thing was like drinking on the job and like a three martini lunch is because if you were a white dude born into those blue blood families that got those kinds of jobs, there was no competition. Like you just were right. like, there was no worry about anyone fucking with your quality of life or your job status. So it's just like, why not? Why not go to work wasted? I'm going to get my job done pretty much, but I have people under me that do the real work and shit. So yeah. Plus you when know. you're full of um, booze as one of those men, it makes it so much easier and funny to yourself to sexually harass people, you know, people. Really, speaking from experience, <laughs> no offense to both of you. I had the time of, no, I've never had those jobs and I've never done that. But you know, I, I will say that like not to side, side, or side note this, another time again but i do remember to me the thing with with it's like everybody was very like we all know restaurants very incestuous and very flirty and stuff but it's like the guys that were the creeps were like the ones you could tell were like they would say shit like i'm kidding and women are like no you fucking mean that that's not (laughs) that's not cute like I'll give you an uh, example. My friend Kevin and I, Kevin McGeehan, he's a comedian. I don't know if you guys know him. He's like a second city guy. We, uh, what was it, like April of 1999, we just were in a sales meeting. We're like, all right, if any of the ladies here would like a millennium baby, let either one of us know we're here for you. And it was the stupidest fucking thing where every woman at work was like, I think I want one. Uh, never bronger. Kevin? You know, like the women were being like, we just made this dumb joke, but they're like, you know, like they were the ones being the aggressors kind of thing. <laughs> and like uh, this guy, Joel, who was clearly unhappily married and kind of an aggro dude, he was just like, what? Like would go two women face to face be like, you don't want my millennium baby? Or like, Joel, you don't. <laughs> Joel, Joel, you got to say it to all of them at once. Right. It's like not, you're making it a real thing because you're picturing yourself having sex with her and we can all see it. Oh my God. I can see you seeing it and somehow yes. that's worse. Dude. Let's end with um, what I think is, you know, brings anybody, might bring people together closer as a staff is the, the collective hangover. Um, oh God. <laughs> 
I have this story where um, when I worked at Buka in Chicago, we all went to um, Roscoe's in Boys Town. We all remember Roscoe's. Oh, I love Roscoe's. Um, I miss. I was thinking about Market Street days the other day. Oh. I did a Q&A. I did a Q&A on Instagram. I, sh- I held up my phone for you people listening at home so they know what I'm talking about. I don't know if these ladies <laughs> know what Instagram is. <laughs> Fucking grandpa. So, but but uh, I, I, so I did a Q&A and they're like, like, any good memories of, of Chicago or like, and I was like, Oh, this one open mic we all did. And I remember market street days every summer in, in Boys Town. It's a gay yeah. street fair for those of you who listen and just going in and out of Roscoe's with fruity drinks. Sorry, go ahead. Andrew. Oh God. Roscoe Roscoe's was like very fruity drinks. Um, awesome dance floor, like gay bar. And they would, they had, it was so cheap. They had, um, uh, <laughs> Long Island iced teas on tap. And, and, uh, or, Am I thinking of Buddies? Do you remember Buddies? Oh, Chicago? yeah. They, they serve theirs in a wine carafe. Oh, like my that God. Small, the small kind that holds a bottle, like half a bottle of wine. Sure. But it's, but it's full of, uh, it's full of um, Long Islands. Amazing. Yeah, and you can only have two. Oh, sure. I mean, uh, this place would sell them by the pitcher. I don't oh. know where the mix came from. And then they would just like dump blue curacao in them to probably cover up whatever sort of green or black pieces of sludge that were like coming out of the tap lines. Right. We all drank them. Like my whole staff and I, all my coworkers and I drank them one night. And then the next day we all worked together. I think it was like a Sunday shift or something. And all of us were just like uh, poisoned. We had been poisoned essentially. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I don't know who said it first, but like collectively we all figured out that we all had like green shits because <laughs> oh no, because of this like tap terrible cocktail we've been drinking. <laughs> Amazing. It's the it's the blue dye. It's the blue dye from the curacao, because that's yeah. what happens. Like if yeah. you ever have eaten like a, a cheap bag of blue corn chips and then you go to the bathroom and you're like, oh no. That's never <laughs> happened to me. Actually. I know I've never, I guess I only high end corn blue yeah, corn chips. Yeah, I guess so. For me, it's only I didn't know like, that was a thing. it's like beets, you know, that's yeah. like what does it for me. Mm-hmm. But I mean, a collective hangover does usually end up in a hair of the dog situation at some point though, I feel like. Just to so- kill the pain. Um, what else are you going to do? I mean, because again, I mean, because like my hangovers, yeah, that was just so rough because I'm thinking, I mean, my hangovers are not, they're abnormal. They are like when they're really bad, it's like I have to go to urgent care yeah. <laughs> and be put on a drip. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not going to work. Like I've never shook it off very easily at all. And um yeah, the idea, I'm like, that's why I never personally really got into hair of the dog because I'm like, this seems like the slippery slope right here right. because I want to feel and experience what I've done to myself so that I try to remember, don't do this again at least till next week. I, I wasn't the biggest hair of the dog person, but also oh, but it's magic. even back when, oh, listen, every once in a while it is golden. But like, I remember I, ever since I first like, you know, became an adult drinker. I always chugged a ton of water before I went to bed and I still yeah. do. And so it's like, you know, I would have, I, I've, I've had the worst hangovers you can imagine, but I think it because I kind of, I, I would just, just by instinct all the next day, just drink, drink all the water, drink all the water I could get my hands on between totally. every, 
every greeting into a table or getting someone a drink, I'd run in the back and just chug a glass of water and come back and stuff. And it kind of, it just, it just helps you kind of maintain. So you don't feel like, Oh, I'm going to pass out. I feel like death. Especially when you're still drunk, when you get to work, uh, working a brunch shift on a Sunday. Oh God. <laughs> the still drunk morning. That's something. My, my, my. Those feels are real. That's, that's the worst because the pain isn't going to start until 2 p.m. And oh, is it going to start? And uh, um, that, that's when I'm like, now, I, like, this would be the occasion to take that Trump, uh, you know, pill cocktail, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we can all, you know, even talking about it before, you know, you guys, if you're still in contact with your coworkers, have a Zoom, a Zoom shift drink together, huh? That's yeah. something fun to do. It's, it's, it's so helpful. And even if, even if people are sober to just have, uh, you know, a, a coffee or a mocktail or something and just connect with people and just, oh, and just 100%. talk. Absolutely. Just, um, I wanted to add this too. Um, I saw this posted on food and wine on Instagram that, um, they have created a list of mental health and sobriety resources during coronavirus crisis time. Um, we'll post this. I mean, obviously, we're talking about like getting fucked up and having fun, but like, obviously not all of our listeners do that. And if you right. guys are struggling with mental health um, or staying sober at this time, this is just an amazing resource and food and wine's the best. So we'll post this for you guys to have a look at. It's just one of our many, you know, resources out there. That's awesome because I, I have been worrying for my sober friends that go to 12 step meetings, like what yeah. you're doing. And I'm sure that's, that's what zoom is, is, has been, you know, a huge part of, but it does make me worry because there's nothing like being in that room and being in that club to kind it's, of reaffirm your commitment. It's so accountability, it's, you know, the act and ritual of going all, all feeds into the accountability of, of showing up for yourself and making these choices. And, but even that, so like part of addiction too, is like that routine can become the drug. And so it's like when that gets taken away, yes. then you're kind of out floating again. And, you know, so yeah, I, I, I completely agree. This is, mm -hmm unfamiliar anyway, territory yeah but you know i <laughs> i wish i could get uh i wish i could oh get we all could all go and get out and get drunk together did i say i, I must be drunk am i drunk the way i'm speaking i don't know it sounds like it's, it's i'd be kind of proud of you if, if you were at this point yeah. on a thursday at 1 40 you know, i'm trying not the to weekend's beginning let's be honest i'm not even like i'm not even like, we're not even turning on the tv until like six or seven you know and same here mm -hmm. it's all it's all about making a schedule Yep. like even if it's loose just i don't do this until this time i don't do this until this time you know it's not you can't treat every day like a like a hangover in your 20s where you just get up and sit on the bed and like yeah. and, then, and then you know go lay on the couch and eat last night's cold pizza i mean if totally. you've done that no judgment but it's like yeah. after a while it's like all right i got i gotta you know yeah you know one thing i read that i think can help to put things in perspective is that like this is a marathon, not a sprint. And yes. we're, we're on like mile three right now. Right. Yeah, I know. Ah, so true. Ah. God, Andrea. I know. Sorry. I know. No, I, know. I, I appreciate it. Honesty is the best policy. I, I think exactly everything you guys were both saying, you know, hey, listen, everyone probably needed a few days to numb out and be like, holy crap. You know, and this is like my judgment is coming from a place of already been pandemic prepping for like a year and a half by... <laughs> not having anything to do. So I'm really trying to put myself <laughs> in that headspace of like, you know, when, when Andrea, Andrea takes so much pride in doing like 
her skincare and how busy it keeps her and other people who their job, they love it, whether they love it or hate it, it's a huge part of your identity. And suddenly having all this time to yourself is so fucking jarring. But let me tell you, once you get used to it, there is some real beauty in it. And again, if you, if you're really hitting a place of anxiety, despair, depression, sit in the feeling for a minute, but then make a choice to just get up and just start doing something else. And you can get rid of that feeling in like about 10 to 15 minutes. Just don't sink into it if you can help it. Absolutely. Even making like a list of one to three things to do a day. And if you do one, great, great. Yeah. And I, I have been adding stupid things to my list too. Cause it's like, you know, not just stuff I want to get done, but just like, Oh, 3 PM have a cookie, like put that on there. So you're like, Oh, this cookie, it's almost cookie time. Cookie. So I guess just, you know, if we do have a tip or a takeaway today is just like find the gifts in uh, all this. And reach out, use, mm-hmm. use Zoom, yep. use FaceTime and check, check in with people. Uh, all right. Well, Matt, thanks so much for, for being with us today. It was a joy. Thanks, you guys. Thank um, you, and you Matt. guys, you know, just thanks for listening. Again, if you guys have any stories to send our way, please uh, go ahead and shoot us a DM or email us, sideworkpod at gmail.com. You guys, uh, you know what we now say, Godspeed and good health. We'll see you next week.